0: Your attention please i want to warn you that when you enter mr simpson's house you'll see that there are a lot of photos but i don't want you stopping to look at them closely is that clear everybody mumble yes judge yes sir once inside i momentarily forgot judge ito's warning I walked in the door and was riveted by the immense wall display of framed photos showing O.J. with the rich and the famous, with family and friends. In his football days, there were photos all over the house. Now, as Dietra Robinson and I approached Judge Edel's chambers, I thought, Man, it couldn't be that. Do they think that I couldn't make a fair judgment of O.J. just because I looked at a couple of pictures? Dietra knocked, then opened the door and stepped aside, motioning me in. Suddenly, I felt like I was on trial, as I walked into the room, and I saw some of the most famous faces in America staring back at me. Marsha Clark, Chris Darton, Robert Shapiro, Judge Edel, and Johnny Cochran. Man, oh man, this looked heavy. I thought of four jurors who had been ordered off the jury. Was I next? Two of those jurors I'd never gotten to know. They were gone so early in the trial but Jeanette Harris now there's a woman I'd never forget no one involved in the OJ trial would ever forget juror number 309 and her bombshell media revelation a court reporter sat clicking away at her transcriber as judge Edel questioned me in his chambers somewhere in the court records are the exact words but it went something like this mr. Knox we received a report that you've made a bet at your place of work with one of your fellow employees that mr simpson would walk is this true mr knox it was so unexpected it took me a few minutes to absorb what he had said then i looked him right in the eye and said no judge i never made a bet with anybody judge Edo sat there in his shirt sleeves his judicial robe hanging from a clothes tree beside his desk he returned my gaze not unkindly, but like a man who had some business to do. We are told, Mr. Knox, that you bet a week's salary that O.J. Simpson would walk out of this courtroom a free man. I'm asking you again, did you make such a bet? When I heard that, I almost laughed out loud. This was so weird, so unreal. I said something like, Judge, I have a family to support. There is no way I would bet a week's salary on anything. Who's telling you this stuff? Judge Ito sat silent behind his desk, looking at me with measuring eyes. After a moment, he nodded. Okay, Mr. Knox, let's move on to something that I find quite serious. On the questionnaire that you had filled out before you were impaneled on this jury, you noted that you had two arrests, one involving petty theft and one a firearms charge. The third charge you failed to note is far more serious, Mr. Knox. The charge is kidnapping. The judge's eyes bored right into my soul. I felt all the air go out of me. How the hell had I been so stupid enough to believe that no one would ever find out? I looked at Judge Eagle. Man, oh man, that evil eye again. The gun charge, man, that was pure bullshit. It happened in San Diego back in 1979. I was stuck in slow and go traffic coming out of Jack Murphy Stadium's parking lot. It was a hot day. The charges had lost to the Kansas City Chiefs, and I was wondering if the kid I had left in charge of the record shop I owned back then had made a few sales while I had been sitting on my ass out in the bleachers. In the back seat of the car, my then-wife, Dovey and my sister-in-law, Susan, were chatting away. There was a fight going on up ahead. Two huge leather-clad white bikers were beating an older black man. The bikers had him down on the asphalt, kicking him like they didn't mean to stop. Then one of them pulled out a knife and put it against his throat. My heart froze. I didn't know that poor man from Adam, but all of a sudden, I just identified with him. In a split second, I made a decision that still makes me shudder today. Now, I'm no hero, but I slammed on my brakes and reached into my glove compartment for the gun I usually kept in the cash drawer at my record store. Sometimes, when I had a lot of cash to take home for a deposit at the bank the next day, I'd take the gun along. It was an old piece my dad had given me. I'd never even used it. I heard my wife and my sister-in-law screaming as I ran across the parking lot, brandishing the gun at the crowd, forcing them to pull back. I didn't know if the bikers had pals in the crowd, so I figured I'd just threaten everybody. Then I leveled the gun at the biker, holding a knife to my brother's throat. Back off, motherfucker, I screamed. Back off now.